Did you know that 11% of households in the KFLNA region live with food insecurity, meaning they cannot afford to buy the food they want and need for good health? Or that 16.1% of households in Ontario, over 2 million people, were food insecure in 2021? I'm your host for today, Christina Laurie, and in this three-part special docu-series here on CFRC 101.9 FM, Chancellor Miracle and I aim to shed light on the issue of food insecurity here in Kingston, Ontario. We'll be featuring some interviews with some local organizations dedicated to alleviating food insecurity in Kingston. My name is Dan Irwin, Executive Director, Partners in Mission Food Bank, Kingston. And how did the food bank get started? Uh, The food bank got started by a group of uh, nuns and churches who felt there was a need in our community in 1984. And they expected that need would be very short, and they'd hoped to be completely wrapped up after two years. So 38 years later, we're now larger than they ever could have imagined. This year, you were named Charities Intelligence's Top 10 Food Banks, as well as Top 10 Impact Charity 2022. Did you want to speak a bit to those accomplishments? Yeah, yeah. The uh, Top 10 Food Bank is our second year in a row. Uh, We were pretty thrilled with ourselves for that, to be completely honest. Um, it's not something we ever looked to go for or you know, seek out. Um, we just do what we do here and try our best to be as efficient and um, as good with our donor money as we possibly can and help as many people. And then we got chosen for top 10 last year and again this year, which we were quite uh, pleasantly surprised with. And we were completely shocked that we would be um, even considered in the top 10 charities of 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are doing amazing stuff. Um, what Thanks. are you looking for donation-wise? Yeah, so for donation-wise, we're always looking for the, the same old standards, I guess we'll call it. So we're looking for canned meat and fish, peanut butter, uh, pasta sauce. Um, right now, we've got a real need for size four, five, and six diapers. Um, we're really essentially out of those. Um, and another thing we've kind of been recommending, if you eat something on your table that uh, a non-perishable item and you think somebody else would enjoy, um, we're interested in receiving that, particularly getting some uh, foods from different cultures. Mm-hmm. And uh, how can people donate? So donate, uh, you can drop off at the food bank, uh, 140 Hicks and Avenue. We have a non-contact donation bin outside our back door, Monday to Friday from 9 a.m. until 4 p.m. We're at about 15 or 16 grocery stores around town. So you'll see a big bin labeled Partners Mission Food Bank. And we also have our Donate Now button on our website, which is kingstonfoodbank.ca, Donate Now. And we're really proud that we've got 94 cents of every dollar goes directly to our food hampers. So again, we're working really hard to keep that uh, efficiency and help as many people as we can. Awesome. And then are there also volunteer and support opportunities? Yes. If you're interested in volunteering, again, if you go on our website, kingstonfoodbank.ca, you'll see volunteering. Take a look there. We can talk about what we're looking for people to sort food, build hampers, give out food, things like that. And um, there's an application there. You can complete that and go right into our our volunteer coordinator who will take a look at that and see what we can offer as a fit. Um, Again, this efficiency piece that we've gotten um, is really primarily due to volunteers being such a huge help here. We've got 85 plus some 
volunteers. We just couldn't do what we do without them and definitely not near as efficient. You sent me a figure the other day. How many people needed your services in 2022? Yeah, in 2022, we had a record 7,072 people uh, required our services for the year. Mm -hmm. I know it climbs a bit every year, but did you find last year there was a significant increase? Yeah, so last year we, so the 7,072 people that we helped, um, roughly 28% of them were children. And that um, they they received 16,300 plus hampers food hampers from us. Uh, and that number was over 2000 higher than last year. Wow. Um, we saw a lot of new faces in 2022, people who've never been to a food bank before. Um, our new people, so people who've never been to us before, uh, rose by uh, 40, 43%. Uh, my name is Rhonda Candy. I'm the executive director here at Martha's Table Community Meal Program. And for those who don't know, what do you folks do over at Martha's Table? Um, we provide prepared meals. So during the pandemic, we've changed our operating model. We're doing takeout meals and door-to-door uh, -door delivery. So we prepare a meal. We consider uh, nutrition, taste, crowd preference, um, but we're preparing hot meals that are going out to the public. And that's seven days per week. That's amazing. And we were just saying your services are needed more than ever right now. I was wondering if you could speak to the current situation of food insecurity in Kingston. Yes, it's gotten so much busier. And uh, pre-pandemic, as a comparison, um, early 2019, we have seen an increase of 164%. And that's every single day we're up 164%. So for perspective, our busiest day pre-pandemic, we served uh, our holiday meal and Thanksgiving and we cooked for about 350 people. And now every single day we're cooking for over 450, seven days a week. So it's a dramatic increase and the need is, in, is, is rising. It continues to grow. We're seeing folks that are, new to the program, maybe they're working and they're just struggling with the cost of living increases and they're needing to offset their income with some affordable meals. How can people uh, help out Martha's Table? If people go to our website, which is marthastable.ca, they can click on donate now. And it's a really easy process to donate or you're welcome to call. And again, we can um, speak through Mary get you a tax receipt and take a donation of Visa or MasterCard right over the phone. We accept e uh, electronic bank transfers um, and you can even mail in a check. So there's a lot of ways to support. There are some businesses um, that donate what we call in-kind goods. So I like the restaurants are donating soup, right? We're going to use donated items. A farmer just called this morning and he's donating five 20 pound turkeys. So Again, community coming together, it's a great thing to see, but um, that's how we get it done. We're not supported by outside agencies or government um, at any level. So we, we truly rely on our community for this support. And Kingstonians are so generous, but it's a difficult year because the need is increasing so much and it's it's really hard to keep up. So this year, more than ever, we're, we're calling on everyone to do, do what they can to support. And I know that'll help get us through. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you guys so much for everything you do at Martha's Table. It's such an amazing thing to have in our community. And that was all the questions I had for you today. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for helping spread the word. This week, I sat down with Ayla Fenton, Food Systems Manager at Loving Spoonful, to get a quick update on their involvement in the Kingston Public Market in Springer Market Square. To get us started, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. So my name is Ayla Fenton. I'm the Food Systems Manager at Loving Spoonful. Um, so Loving Spoonful works through the community and with a bunch of different programs to connect people to good food and build community. Um, and I, in my role as food systems manager, I manage all of the urban agriculture and local food access programs. So yeah, so the city um, put out a call last year for a request for, request for proposals for a third party operator for the Kingston Public Market. Um, and this is because the city has been operating that market for, well, it's actually one of the oldest farmer's markets in Canada. Um, but the past few decades, it has not actually been operating as a farmer's market, um, because there haven't been enough farmers. <laughs> so the definition of a farmer's market is that there's 50% or more agricultural producers. Um, and there have been a number of challenges at that market over the years, but, um, in part because of those challenges, a lot of the actual farmers left about 10 years ago and started their own market at the Memorial Center. Um, so that's the Memorial Center Farmers Market now, and that's actually like a producer only market. Um, and that market has now become really vibrant and like they've done a lot of work to promote local food and stuff like that. And the downtown market has been has been languishing a little bit um, and had a hard time attracting farmers. So that's part of why the city uh, put out this request for proposals is that they want to get it back to being a farmers market and attract more um, people who are actually growing food locally to sell to sell at that market um, and be able to revitalize it in terms of like having more educational programming and uh, things like that um, to build the local food system. So we thought that that was a, a really key opportunity for us to advance our mission, which is like to advance food sovereignty in Kingston um, and to strengthen the local food system. So we put in a proposal to the city of Kingston um, the city has now identified us as the successful proponent. So we are just working on kind of the final details of negotiating um, an agreement where we will take over management of the market uh, with the support of the city. So we're on uh, social media. You can find us at Loving Spoonful on Facebook, Instagram. Um, and our website is just lovingspoonful.org. Uh, most of our program updates people can find just by following us on social media and finding out about volunteer opportunities and stuff like that. Today, I'm sitting down with Mona Rahman, member of the Islamic History Month Committee, to talk about what they have coming up. So to get us started, would you like to introduce yourself? So my name is Mona Rahman, and I'm part of the Organizing Committee for Islamic History Month in Kingston, representing the Islamic Society of Kingston. I'm also on the Islamic History Month Canada National Board, and I believe I've been on there for about two or three years. So that's the board. That's the board that would um, um, decides what what the theme will be for each year, um, and and tries to coordinate some national events when it's possible. How did this initiative come into being, both in general and in Kingston? So I believe uh, the Canadian Islamic 
Congress, I believe, um, I should probably look that up, but it was the the one who, the organization that initiated this. So, um, and back in 2007, Parliament of Canada proclaimed October as being um, Canadian Islamic History Month, it just in recognition of the contributions that Muslims have made in Canada um, for the society. And it's, it's really a time to reflect and learn and appreciate the diversity in, within Canada's Muslim communities. Um, and, you know, there, there's many contributions from poetry, film, and the arts to spiritual and philosophical knowledge. So Muslims, you know, we've been here for a long time, and we continue to enrich the multicultural and social fabric around the world and in Canada. And one of the, the misconceptions is that Muslims are a relatively new group in Canada, but we know that Muslims have been here for, for at least a century. And probably even more. For this year, I was wondering if you could speak to this year's theme for Islamic History Month. Okay, so this year's theme is multicultural flavors of Muslim cuisine. The Muslim community is really global. There are Muslims from every part of the, the world. And and it just, you know, the, the cuisine shows when you're talking about Muslim cuisine, it really is a global international cuisine. So the the reason why this theme was chosen was to share the culinary contributions of Muslims to health, wellness, social peace, and societal harmony. And it goes back to the essence of one of the sayings of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and that there are blessings and abundance in sharing of food. And another um, saying, it's another thing that Prophet Muhammad had said is that a Muslim is not one who sleeps with a full stomach while their neighbors sleep hungry. We are um, holding a food drive. It's called Feed, what was it called? Feed, feed a neighbor from your table. There's a certain type of food that we all tend to donate. And the thing is that it doesn't really reflect the diversity of the cuisine of our community, of the community in Kingston. There are different, there are different cultures that have different staples all over the world. And in order to sort of remember that we are sort we are emphasizing that when we're donating food maybe think about what it is that you like to eat what's on your table and pick something up to give to those in need to give to those who are hungry so um i mean that's the thing the diversity in our community is reflected at the diversity of our food and so why would we um, not share that diversity with the food bank So my name is Sierra Gaspari. I'm the head manager of the AMS Food Bank here on campus, and I oversee the operations of the AMS Food Bank alongside the Peach Market. The AMS Food Bank goes back 10 plus years. It's been under multiple portfolios as well as in different locations. So I'm not exact because it had different names at certain times, but this service to um, tackle food insecurity on campus has been around in different shapes and forms. And how are you finding the volume of students seeking your services this year specifically? It's been definitely increased, um, as everyone can probably expect from the inflation in grocery prices and just the price of living. Um, being a student is even more difficult on top of all of that, as most people don't have an income um, to stabilize them. So it has been very busy, as well as um an increased demand of certain products and just trying for individuals who are trying to eat healthy and maintain a healthy lifestyle. Everything is more difficult in the winter just because of the um, prices of fresh produce as well as 
um, just the quality of it as well. So some are looking a little more bare than they were in the summer. In the summer, we have a lot of local partnerships with um, programs um, such as Number Nine Farms and Loving Spoonful, where they're able to donate fresh produce to us, which keeps our shelves fully stocked with such healthy and good quality products. But in the winter, as expected, that kind of decreases. Um which is unfortunate and obviously really impacts our patrons. So um, we're working on, you know, keeping that reliability at, at the forefront of our service and providing as best of a service as we or as best of produce as we can. Where's the best place that people can contribute and donate? Our service this year is open Monday to Friday, 530 to 630. Um, and at that time, you're always welcome to go into the actual location. Um, which is in the Rideau building on campus. And that's where you can donate any um, actual products like non-perishables and things like that. Um, but if you wanted to do a monetary donation, we have a webpage um, that you can find on our Instagram and on our website, as well as um, just by e-transfer. The email is controller, spelled C-O-N-T-R-O-L-L-E-R, at ams.queensu.ca. And if you e-transfer Lynn McFarlane, which is the name, um, and just put the subject line as donation for the AMS Food Bank, um, it's that easy and that will come right into our account. Perfect. And people can keep up with you on your website and Facebook and Instagram. Is that right? Exactly. Awesome. Okay. So that was all the questions I had for you. So thanks so much for taking the time to sit down. Yeah. Thank you so much second part of the series, we sat down with some of the organizations in Kingston dedicated to meeting the immediate needs of people struggling with food insecurity in our community. And then in a third segment, we'll be sharing how we ought to move forward to confront this issue head on. Be sure to stay tuned on CFRC 11.9 FM to learn more about food insecurity in Kingston and how you can support your community.